Gamecock fans, welcome home. See how it goes, uh, but we'll be ready to go. It's time to root. Touchdown, Carolina! It's gone! Touchdown! What a hit! He makes it in! Can you believe it? Gamecocks have won this game! You're your hosts, J.C. Sherbert. I watch him celebrate now! Bill Molinax. My wife doesn't like hanging around losers. And Jamie Bradford. I'm going to tell you, you look like you joined Doug Dynasty. Greetings and good morning. Welcome aboard and welcome home. Inside the Gamecocks of the show, live from the Signorama Studios, the preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics. Look around when you're in Columbia, if you're at Williams Bryce or Colonial Life Arena or Founders Park and everywhere in between, the work you see, that is of Matt Vaughn's team, Signorama. They're located in West Columbia and they are the best in the business. That is why Carolina trusts them over everybody and i can tell you that they're about to be really really busy soon as new things are coming to south carolina so looking forward to that 803-407-9284 that is their phone number for those of you that can't see it on the screen and that listen to us we certainly appreciate that we of course are built by the barn doco the barndominiumco.com one of the united states's Best Builders, where you can do it for as low as $160 per square foot in the Carolinas, Georgia, or in Tennessee. We hope that you like us enough to get through two hours with just us today. Tomorrow, though, we'll be joined by Mike Morgan as we look to the College World Series and look back at the Super Regionals. We'll talk some football with Mike as well. It's not too far away. We will get into some CWS stuff today. The Omaha field is set. If you didn't see what happened in Palo Alto in the ninth inning last night, there are not many worse ways to go out than that of what Texas had to endure uh, in the final moments of that of that uh, Super Regional. It was really heartbreaking for the Longhorns, but satisfying more than likely for the rest of the country because generally people love to hate Texas, but that also means Stanford has to go, so we get to watch their boring brand of baseball play in the middle of America for the next couple of weeks. But nonetheless, the field is set. We've got some notes, news, and nuggets on that. Interesting stuff, actually, you probably don't know about. Uh, So we'll get there. Tomorrow, I'll give everybody a heads up, give you some time to prepare. Um, I don't really need time to prepare. It's pretty simple. Just walk into the dining room. But tomorrow is National Bourbon Day, and National Bourbon Day falls on National Flag Day. So you can celebrate the United States and the wonderful flag that we have by toasting a tall glass of bourbon so i am always looking and anxious and listen ready to listen for new brands of bourbon if you are a connoisseur i know like craig maybe pass along 
what you're drinking today or tomorrow, and uh, we'll take that into consideration as I head up to see my old man at the liquor store. Who, by the way, stores all the good stuff behind the counter for guys like me, the local guys, he says. Tomorrow night is also the 2024 schedule release for the SEC. We've got our predictions. We'll show you those coming up here in just a little while, probably to lead off hour number two. Uh, we'll see how. I have no idea what JC's predictions are. I have no idea what Phil's predictions are. And Phil knows what all of ours are. So more than likely, Phil went back and changed his when he saw mine and JC come in uh, so he could win. So we'll figure Not that yet, out. I thought we were doing that tomorrow, JB. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we'll do that tomorrow. We could just – I tell you what. We'll uh, – I'll give you a Good hint. Good tease, though. Good of, tease. Of who mine are. Uh, that'll, that'll be fun. Um, and uh, – <laughs> And plenty more to get to. There were also three commitments yesterday to South Carolina football. We know who one is publicly. I would say we probably need to just shut our mouths on one of the other ones. And um, I know who the third one is not. But um, So we'll have to kind of wait until they come out with that. With all of that said, JC and Phil, of course, are here. We need to address something really quickly off the top of the show. And I'll, JC, I'm going to give you my 10 second on this, and then you can take it from here. There's really not much to say. Dan Mullen is not coming to South Carolina. That was reported by a fake account. For those of you that don't understand it, Drew P. Johnson, say it fast. Drew P. Johnson. And when you've got a, when you've got a picture of a porn star as your photo... Generally not a very uh, reliable source of information there reporting coaching changes in the SEC. So you can squash that bug and move on. Uh, there is no truth in that. i got to change my burner account name. Was, was that you? I was looking at Phil's the face. Phil's mischief. mischief. Yeah. Well, the guy did a pretty good job of it because he, he, he took some legit stuff and was like, oh, like, like, you scroll through it and there's like real news and then you get there and uh, you see that, but there, there, there's another one out of Knoxville that always tweets. It's, it's a fake account. I mean, the guy, it's like 27 years in, in, in journalism or whatever. Um, and, and, and what's funny about it is during the conference expansion talk, there's always these, these people that pop up that all of a sudden are like, way connected with whatever or they pretend like they are and then things get resolved and they go away and uh it gets people sometimes but this one's a little more blatant Troopy johnson uh oh yeah i usually don't i usually am like lashing out at things like that because i'm like what kind of loser doesn't have enough time on their hands to to where they they want to troll the whole freaking sports world but this one was creative enough and, and obvious enough if you thought about it where I thought it was funny. So, um, you know, so that, that was good. Same thing with like things that like normally bother me that don't these days. Mm -hmm. uh, baby Gronk. Have you guys seen this? You, you heard yeah, about this? I, yeah. That one still, uh, that one still gets me. I don't know. I just. Well, Phil, keep in mind, I've lived, I've lived this life with many, That's many true. people like, like baby Gronk's dad. I once at Rivals.com, or no, it's it 24-7, got an email from a sixth grader's dad that says, this is the most underrated player in the country. You guys are sleeping on him. He's a sixth grader. I'm like, underrated? There's no ratings. I mean, what, what are you talking about? He's not getting his due or whatever, you friggin' idiot. And um, 
So I've had to deal with people like this for a long time. Uh, and I sat there and I read the article in the athletic and, and some other, you know, the athletics, obviously uh, a lot of other uh, Zach Barnett from football scoop interviewed him and, and they're trying to push their agenda because they want to tell people how to raise their kids. And it, something happened when I was reading the article and it, I just, the whole, I just, I did a one eighty on it. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? There's so much crap where people are, are trying to tell people how to raise their kids and, uh, a lot of crap in the world these days the, the, about kids uh, that I was like, and this dude is just trying to like, you know, brand his kid. I mean, there's no difference between him and honey boo boo's mom or somebody like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, I was like, I'm going to cut this guy some slack. I'm not going to say that I would ever do anything like this for my kid ever, because I think, I think it's a little over the top to say that your kid's been programmed since sixth grade. I think that's a little disturbing. But who the hell am I to tell him how to raise his child? If he wants to raise his kid like that, that's fine. Uh, and at least he was honest. He said he doesn't have any offers, maybe one from Arizona, maybe. He couldn't commit anywhere. We don't care if he gets offers or not. It's all a show. And his Internet life is different than his home life. And, and, I'll, and he said it over, and no matter how many times these people have tried to plug him and how much money are you making, I'm making no money. I'm doing this, that, and the other. Yeah, believe him or not, I was like, well, hell, people just need to leave this guy alone, you know, uh, and just let him go. Let him go. I mean, there's enough in the world these days that's serious that has to do with kids. This is not a serious situation. Uh, this is uh, at, this is like the mom that makes her kid uh, go to dance all the time and or a pageant mom. It's a pageant mom kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, honey Boo Boo, like I said, uh, hopefully not a John Benet Ramsey type of situation. Um or something like that. But I mean, there, there are people out there like this. There have been for years, leave them the hell alone. There, there, there's other situations out there to turn your focus to. I doubt the media ever will when it has to do with children these days. And so I just did a 180 on it. I was like, and, and so today in the spirit of that, things that normally piss me off will not. I'm going to like Mars National Bourbon Day, and I may need to I may need to take part in that if I do this all day. But I've decided today uh, because of uh, Baby Honey Boo Boo or whatever the hell his name is, uh, and and because of um, you know because of Drew P. Johnson uh, and my uh, my renewed attitude towards those two types of things, which normally like infuriate me, I'm not getting mad about anything today except one thing. And that's Nicole Arbach's topic <laughs> in, in The Athletic. Now, now you want to talk about, like, what I don't agree with. I never agree with her on much, you know. Uh, and it's not a female sports writer thing. There's a lot of female sports writers do a great job, and I, I agree with them completely on things. Um, but I don't agree with her on much. Uh, you know, she sort of does push an agenda politically. But other than that, I ignore that. Okay, so this article comes out, and it's like, Playoff committee needs to hold teams accountable for strength of schedule. And I'm like, way to go. I agree. Haven't I been preaching that, guys? Who's been saying that? The committee needs to get off this. You're undefeated, so you're in thing. Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Uh-uh. That wasn't what she it, – it was It was only in the scope of you simply need to reward the teams that play nine conference games and not the teams that play eight. And I'm like, ho, 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 ho. Let's back up and roll into reality on a pogo stick here, lady. 
because look, it's like all right. So 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 I'm sitting there thinking. I'm like, okay, so, so let me let me let me get this straight. Like South Carolina, they're scheduled a couple of year 2025. They'll have eight conference games, most likely, maybe not. Let's just say for craps and giggles that that's what it is. Okay. Then they play Virginia Tech and Atlanta, and they play Clemson. All right, so you're telling me because Iowa played Northwestern instead of Miami of Ohio and then proceeded to play Miami of Ohio, Kent, and Iowa Wesleyan, maybe Iowa – I'm sorry, they play Iowa State. Okay, which probably would be pretty good by then. But that's it. You mean to tell me because they played Northwestern or Purdue, you know, and that, that conference game is at nine that they have a tougher schedule than South Carolina, even if you take Virginia Tech out of it. You know, eight SEC plus Clemson. Let's say you played Kentucky's schedule. You know, not very good. Louisville, two max, and an FCS. That's it. Sorry, hold on. Hold on real quick. Hold on. Let me – hold on just a second. Let me reset this. Because I canceled my subscription to The Athletic months ago. I just didn't read it. I I, So I have not had a chance to read – the article. I, I just want to make sure that I personally am not missing any small, minor details, grading system, anything. Her specific yep. argument in, in her column in The Athletic yes. is you need to be punished. penalized if you play less than nine conference games, no matter who those nine conference games are. Yeah, exactly. yeah essentially, yeah. she yeah. said, you know, yeah, Rutgers is greater than North Carolina if you're looking at it from a, a South Carolina standpoint. <laughs> nothing I'm missing. She didn't say so anything else. And you're like, and, and I mean, and, and I've told you guys, Alabama's got Alabama plays at Wisconsin next year. That's a ballsy scheduling move, okay? Yeah. But they're going to be at eight conference games. Woohoo! We're going we're gonna to penalize the goat and the tide, uh, and then put Penn State in because of that game with Rutgers or Minnesota. Well, I and, and oh, by the way, only played eight conference let, games. Let me let me let me also. I'm sorry. Let me interrupt one more time because I just want to add this. The original. I'm not sure if anybody that knows this, or if anybody knows this. Tomorrow night, of course, we're going to get the 2024 schedule, the conference schedule. However, the original conference schedule for 2024 before they moved to. Oklahoma and Texas or adding Oklahoma and Texas into the league. The original schedule, just as an example now, this is a, there's a broader argument here, JC, you're talking about across the country, but just as an example for South Carolina, the original conference schedule next year included games at Vanderbilt, Kentucky, Florida, and Alabama, and home contests against Georgia, Missouri, Tennessee, and A&M. So by my math, that would tell me that next year, South Carolina would be going to Clemson, Alabama, Florida, and Kentucky and hosting Tennessee and Georgia and A&M. But by her definition of how things should work out, that's not strong enough because they don't have a ninth league game. No, you got to give Illinois the benefit of the doubt because they're playing nine. Right, they got that big battle with Indiana, the border battle, right? That's right. That's give right. me a friggin' that Iowa people. punt game is more. <laughs> I mean, it of all the stupidity weight. of all of all the ways you could sit there and make an argument for nine games, okay? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. 
And and it's not just her, it's everybody else. The SEC is operating out of fear. I mean, come on, man. You can't just – I mean, that that's that, it's another Big Ten mentality because they have such an inferiority complex. It's like back when they, like, made, made stuff up about over-signing and the school presidents because, you know, presidents are a different breed. The Big Ten and SEC people get along just fine. You know, they all went to the same – Ivy League graduate school and and whatever, so their peers were like, "You guys are over signing." The presidents don't know, even though they should be good at math, you know. And so, oh, well, we can't over sign now, you know. Let's let's back that's let's, let's back it up. Um, meanwhile, you got a Pac-12 school that's you know signed fifty-seven guys or whatever with a celebrity coach. Nobody, people are praising him like he's the second coming. I, I don't know, you know, but the Big Ten came up with this false narrative about all that, and, and, and then the SEC had to back down, and that was, that was the reason they were, you know, this was the mid-2000s. So that's the reason the SEC is so dominant, because they're overshining. They're overshining. It's not fair to the kids. We have real schools here in the Midwest. Yeah, beef sandwich. Well, then the SEC proceeds to roll off, what, how many national championships in a row? Until right. Urban won one at Ohio State. Uh that's the only Big Ten title in that amount of time. So, look, man, I'm just uh, – I don't know. I just uh, – it's just one of those things. So, Phil, did you get that private note there? I did. I did. Let's hit a break right quick, and then uh, yeah. we will uh, we will come right back at you here shortly. Family vacations, a new car, a new boat, all cost money, but you don't necessarily have to make more to afford any of that if you can save cash that's flying out the window now. iHelp Consulting can help you finally get the kids to Disney World, upgrade the minivan, or drop that new boat in the water next summer. Let Daniel and iHelp Consulting consult with you. No fees, just savings. You pay them a percentage of those savings. Save on essential services, credit card fees, you name it. Let them find it. These folks are incredible. iHelpConsulting.com. How can I help you? Just as your State Farm agent combines good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates, you can combine your home, auto, life, or small business insurance with Tony Pope State Farm Insurance today. And guess what you'll get? That's right, even more good neighbor service with surprisingly great rates. In fact, Tony Pope State Farm is your go-to agent anywhere in South Carolina, North Carolina, or Georgia for the service you deserve at the price you want. So try combining your home, life, auto, and or small business insurance today. Tony Pope State Farm has been in business for more than 30 years and can handle anything you need in the tri-state area. Once again, Tony Pope State Farm will help you mix and match perfectly. Call 843-851-2222 or visit TonyPope.com today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. The real estate market has changed dramatically from just a year ago. Rates, supply, demand, All of your traditional factors are in a transition phase. That's why if you or someone you know are considering making a move in the low country, contact me, JB, at Coast to Coast Realty. I work with an outstanding support cast of attorneys, lenders, inspectors, insurance agents, and more, all of whom are valuable in helping find a way for you to comfortably make your real estate decision. That's right. Call me, JB, your low country real estate broadcaster. Building your dream home is often just that, a dream and sometimes a nightmare. 
But at the Barn Dough Company, they commit to quality and build without sacrifice. Customization, open floor plans, limitless flooring options, maintenance-free and easy installation perks, and affordability are just a few reasons why they've been named one of the best builders in the U.S. Believe in your dreams. Visit thebarndominiumco.com. That's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Dough Company. Gamecock owned. Gamecock operated. Traveling to cheer on the Gamecocks? Reserve your hotel stay with Fan Plans. Your booking supports inside the Gamecocks and the Big Spur, plus you still earn your hotel loyalty points. Visit fanplans.com slash inside the Gamecocks. What's up, Gamecock Nation? This is Jacob Moore from the DMV, and you are listening to the show. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks of the show, presented to you in the first hour by Cindy Searfoss and the Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Give Cindy a call at 864-414-5271, bring forth there. She'll be happy to talk to you about all your upstate residential real estate needs. And yeah, I listen, it, that's, it, it's absolutely asinine. <laughs> <laughs> Asinine is a good word. It's, got, like I said, it's, it's not just I've read stuff. I mean, I, I actually generally Nicole's like reporting on sports is actually generally really strong. I mean, she uh, she does a really good job for the athletic, and and obviously has had a lot of success. But you know, so I'm, I'm, I don't. I'm not trying to like pick on her. I'm picking on the piece. The piece sucks, yeah. and yeah. it's 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 just it's a. It's a narrative that's false, that's intended to, you know, uh, as Quantrell points out, maybe uh, just rattle the cages of some SEC people. I do think sports writers in general who don't have like a rooting interest, um, most of them don't. Most of them are, most college football writers are big baseball or soccer fans anyway. I don't know if Nicole does or not, but. Uh, <laughs> well, it takes like that that made me want to, you know, throw out the like. Nepo baby crap against her. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the only reason like, you're for the athletic anyway is because you're Red Auerbach's daughter. <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> even though just, I know it, just, that's not the sole reason. But you know, yeah, come on, <laughs> is she Red Auerbach's daughter? She is Red Auerbach's daughter, a oh, granddaughter, granddaughter, not daughter. Granddaughter. I did not was not aware of that. So mm-hmm. um, Xavier had in the I Help Consulting mailbag. We hadn't talked about that I Help Consulting mailbag in a while. Oh, wow. Um, my question for you, JC, how do you balance not missing on your second guy in recruiting? Cause you go start on your first guy. For example, I feel like we missed on the Sharko running back because we went so hard for digs and then didn't get either of them. Well, that see, that didn't happen. We didn't do a good job. I'm not saying we didn't do a good job. We weren't really allowed. I guess not allowed, but we were trying to kind of keep a lot of things quiet during that time period. Cause it was so sensitive. Uh, obviously you, you don't, burn sources in this business because then when you have something that your competitors are reporting, you you get shut out. So, uh, you know, not that our first, our first, uh, the first set of people we work for is you guys, but you you know, with this situation, you don't want to do something to hurt the game. You don't want to do something. You really don't want to do something that will hurt any team's recruiting. I, that's my rule of thumb. I don't, even with other schools, I don't do it. I don't put anything out there that could potentially screw them sensitively when it comes to recruiting. So, so there's that. Um, Sharko visited before Diggs. 
So he kind of had first crack at it. They didn't slow play him. He didn't, you know, they weren't pushing for a commit, but he wasn't really all that. He didn't, you know, go like Diggs had a much better visit than Sharko, if that makes sense. Um, and, and they kept in contact with him, but he just simply went to Kentucky because he wanted to play with their Devin Leary and they gave him a, a better NIL deal. So that's what happens. Now, how do you balance that? Uh, I, I think a lot of times with, with high school and portal recruiting, you just recruit them, recruit them, recruit them. You don't really let the other one know that like you, you don't, you don't let the pecking order slip. Uh, and then a lot of times things will take care of itself. I'll use an example, uh, Josh Van. You know, Georgia, Georgia wanted Josh Van, but they wanted this kid from Peach County just as much. They they were taking one slot receiver, and uh, you know they they had two guys. So if Josh had wanted to commit to Georgia when he came out, they'd have taken him at the time when it was open. But he didn't. He went to South Carolina. Georgia didn't really stand in the way, uh, and then they took the kid from Peach County. Um, so that's kind of how you do it, especially if. If they're close, a lot of times, though, backup guys will commit to programs that aren't necessarily uh, on your level. And so that's kind of uh, that's kind of how that goes is, is it's, uh, you know, and then they're easy to flip. So <laughs> that, that's kind of how it goes. But uh, uh, it's just kind of one of those things with all that. Sean said, can we go back on Braylon Staley since he's not as tape for Clemson? I don't think they – Braylon's down the down the board, Sean. So I'm not saying they will they won't, but he's down the board. Uh, so there you go. Not a take for either in-state school, but um, you know, certainly ranked highly by certain like 24/7 sports and those guys. So are we uh, seeing a situation now like where the smaller big schools, if you will, like, you know, the group of fives and things like that. Are they, are they the new Juco just the way it is? It was like, Hey, you know, you're, you're talking to a guy, we're not going to take you right now, but you know, why don't you go on down to Newberry and, you know, get you a few years in and then we might be able to take you. Not saying that's a specific circumstance that has come up or, and I definitely yeah. don't want to say that's how Mario Anderson came to South yeah, Carolina because yeah. we all know that's not. <laughs> but, you know, it's like pulling them from, yeah. you know, max schools or something like that, you know, as opposed to the JUCO ranks. And Keith points out the sentence in the piece says reward the teams to play tougher non-conference schedules than their peers. Yeah, it was barely mentioned. The rest of the damn piece is focused on eight versus nine. So I'm sorry, Keith, there's an agenda there. Uh, but you know, you want to cherry pick her piece and do all that. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's mention reward this. Yeah, that's a great idea. Boom, 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 boom. But yeah, guess what? Eight versus nine games. My point of it all is there's no planet where most years, nine big 10 games are tougher than eight SEC games for anybody. (laughs) So I agree. Reward the time. I've been griping about the toughness of schedule for years, years. I mean, how many times have I sat here and said, the committee's got to get rid of this old school. If you're undefeated, you get in mentality. Because, like, Notre Dame got in a few years back. They're undefeated. Uh, they played a lot of brand-name teams that all went 5-7, and seven, except Michigan that went 8-4 and four at the beginning of the year. Uh, but they went undefeated, and they probably got their ass beat by Clemson badly. Wasn't even, wasn't even close. No. Um, so that's the kind of thing there. 
Um, Harrison says the anti-SEC agenda is always funny to me. I'm not one of these guys who roots for an SEC team at all. But, I mean, the national championship game from last year should put it to bed. Yeah, you know, jealousy is probably part of that agenda, I would think. You know, Mm -hmm. jealousy, because it's kind of funny, you know, two of the schools that tend to kind of wave their flags and take shots of the SEC through the years, Texas and Oklahoma, boy, they got that. They got an opening, and they where'd they go? You know, Found the new flag to wave. <laughs> with, with 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 Texas, it was more just like arrogantly turning down any notion of wanting to join that league. Oklahoma, I remember Bob Stoops. Uh, Bob Stoops taking some shots because because Stoops he was pretty good about uh, winning, and I guess he beat Alabama in the Sugar Bowl, something like that. So, uh, but you know. Whatever, but uh, I don't know. Xavier says two of South Carolina's out-of-conference opponents this year are Power 5, Top 25. Meanwhile, Michigan's going to play two Sun Belt and MAC teams and a Division Two team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those, right. those Big Ten boys, now, now some of them do schedule. I mean, like Wisconsin scheduled Alabama. That's – man, if you ever – if you know anything about Madison, Wisconsin, going up there – I wouldn't schedule that if I were Alabama, man. That, that place is going to be raucous. But mm-hmm. um, and you remember what happened to LSU when they went and played those guys at Lambeau to start the year? I, I, I don't know, but yeah, I mean, look, some Big Ten, Big Penn State played Auburn, you know, um, uh, a couple of years ago, home and home. So uh, anyway, it's it. So South Carolina did get uh, three welcome homes yesterday. Yeah, one of them we know. Punt around in Missouri, Mason Love. Mason Love. Yeah. Uh, I tell you, it's uh, a lot of times, I think now, this fan base is probably a believer in terms of scholarship uh, special teams kickers. I know. That was one of the things that I was like, well, look at that. Scholarship scholarship kicker. (laughs) Must have have caught some crap. Scholarship and Kai Kroger and Mitch Jeter and Sure enough, those two are very elite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably two of the best combined they've had in forever. So, um, yeah, I uh, I don't know. We've had some solid ones, though. You think, you know, Landing Through Spencer, the years, you know. And, yeah, I mean, look, Carolina's <laughs> been fortunate. I mean, Elliot Fry was a walk-on. Parker White was a walk-on. Parker White struggled. Yeah. A lot of other people don't know that. Parker White set that record because he had a really good final year and – um he just kicked a lot. I mean, he was the kicker from 2017 to 2021. Yeah. Speaking of Muschamp, had an unfaithable, unshakable faith. True. In, in yeah, that, was, that also helped him because yeah, he got more opportunities. Send Parker out there. <laughs> we got this. But Coach, there's 47 seconds left. Ah, he's got it. Look <laughs> at that field goal, boy. The unshakable faith of Finn Parker White. But, uh, Elliot Fry before that was a walk-on out of Texas. Uh, Spurrier never had a bad kicker. He didn't have good special teams. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, he, he didn't have a bad mm-hmm. kicker. He had some really good kickers. So. I saw Elliot Fry even signed with a team. Was it Denver? Yeah, he's been in, in this offseason. Yeah, I mean, he's yeah. you know been all over the place. But even this year, just he's but, Still signing. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of scholarship kickers, like that were on scholarship that were recruited. I don't know that 
after Ryan Suckup, did Spurrier have a scholarship kicker that he like went and signed? I know they signed a punter from Texas one time that didn't work out. Yeah. But I, I, scholarship wise, I'm not sure. But uh, I think now after the, the two years of limbo slash Beamer ball uh, and what Kai Kroger did against Clemson, mm-hmm. uh, basically one of them, I mean, I, I believe that um, I believe people to, people complain less now about taking a scholarship punter, especially with uh, Pete Limbo doing the evaluation. So he's one of them. The other two, uh, Bruin Nation Barbecue is asking me who they are. I can't. I can't, I'm not can't that. Ask, come on. <laughs> um, uh, I'll just say one is probably one that you guys can guess. The other one, I don't think you're going to guess. Hmm. So there That's you go. How about that? So there we go. KFC asks, uh, who will Beamer's next five-star player be? Well, I'm with Craig. Like, I think next one's not right? co- not committed. I mean, Cam Pringle and Josiah Thompson should both be five stars if, if there's justice in the world. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Dylan Stewart is um, is the target. You know, he's he's the only five up there. You know, you gotta you got some other guys out there that, that maybe. I mean, King Joseph Edwards. He he didn't schedule an official visit though. I don't know what. I mean, he could maybe climb up. I, I don't know of anybody else. So, um, you never know. You never know who could reset five star status. But uh, it's harder to do that. Char- jo- Joseph Charlton Craiger, I, did he come to Carolina as a? I think he did. He signed like late, didn't he? Or, or at the end, Joseph Charlton Charleston. Oh, Hunter Charlton. Uh, yeah, the punter from AC Flora. Yeah, so. You know, there's that thing there. So that's it. Um, JC76 says, I like the way you do it, JC. At least you try and give us something. Yeah, Craig says, Elijah Griffin, is he a five-star? Yeah, but he's 2025. So Harrison says, if Pringle and Cam, those are the same guy, Harrison, Cam Pringle. Yeah. Pringle Pringle and Cam. Pringle and Thompson. Honest mistake. I do the same thing. Bama, UGA, Ohio State, Clemson, it wouldn't even be a question. I don't know what the thought process is on Cam Pringle. I know he's a bigger guy. I know there's some philosophy that when when you're rating guys that are bigger like that, tread with caution because it's easier to put weight on to take weight off. Um, well, then, okay, then why isn't Josiah Thompson a five-star? It just doesn't make sense. And, you know, oh, well, it's a down year at, at tackle. Okay. Um, I whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, those two guys, I'll tell you this, South Carolina staff thinks they got the absolute best two tackles in America from right here in the state. And that's probably yeah. it too. Look, man, it's hard to get to uh, Dorchester, South Carolina and Dillon, South Carolina, right? <laughs> can't just, uh, can't just fly Southwest flight into, into those two places. <laughs> um, you got to get in the car. Uh, Bink says that Harbor get on campus today. He's on camp. I think yesterday he walked on camp. Monday was his first day. So, yeah, I think it was, it was this, this week for sure. Yeah. But he is finally on campus. Yeah. Bruin says, can you give us their rank rankings? The, no, cause I don't want to brew in your afternoon brewing. You're going to sit there and cross reference everything and, <laughs> and, and, and draw. You guys are smart people. You're going to like put it in a spreadsheet. Okay. Well, and then, 
you'll put it in a spreadsheet and then, you know, 70 of the 80 guys you have in the spreadsheet, Carolina had an offer. So that narrows it to 10. <laughs> and they're like, well, who's been visiting late? I mean, you know, I'm not going to do that. That's right. I'm gonna, I'll give you their, their Instagram and Twitter. I'll, yeah. I'll give you, I'll give you their ratings as if, uh, if I were like a kindergarten teacher, where, where you got the, you didn't get actual grades, you got satisfactory SA. Yeah. They're both <laughs> SAs. Uh, not not SU's, not superior, but SA. Not superior. Oh, some four star kids. Remember. Okay, yeah, I got you. Jim. First grade, yeah, it's kindergarten, first grade. I remember. We had these reader books, Bears, Balloons, Boats, Sunshine, and Moonbeams. Anybody have those reading books when you were a kid? I don't know. I don't remember that. I do, yeah. What is it? That was uh, was that the SRA program is what they called that with those books? I couldn't stand that. I hated I don't remember. reading and reading. Game Guy says, what's Harbor's reaction been since he's now on campus? Lots. Uh, according to his social media, he's fired up, ready to go. And he should be. He's got so now that he's enrolled. He's got some NIL deals coming his way. Yeah, got some money rolling. Yeah, that's gonna be all right. You know, I'd be fired up too. I was yeah, fired I up enough to start earlier. the college just because of the women and booze. But you know, you got a, a nice uh, gig coming your way that is uh, gonna make you famous and put some money in your pocket. You're gonna be pretty happy. So, uh, oh, JB, uh, yeah, JB, I'm sorry, I had to step out a little bit. Uh, yeah, just had a little yeah, something at his house was going mm-hmm. on. That happens to all of us. So, um, KFC says is Travian put in work on kids. Yes, he is. He's doing very, very well. Um, so yeah, far, we were talking so about recruiting the other day. I was going to ask you what his impact has been. Has it been kind of well, immediate I mean, here? The guy, you know, it kind of came in late. So the guy's only been on the road for a couple of weeks. But uh, I think Quantavius, uh, Quantavius Johnson. The, the DN from Bays in Atlanta. I think that was a kid that he got in. I think Okboko, Okboku. Uh, I think that was that was a kid I never – I don't remember Jimmy Lindsay looking at. Um, you know, I, I think Carolina needs good defensive linemen across the board in this class. Don't get me wrong. But, uh, you know, he'll uh, – hmm. You know, he'll 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 get better as time. I'm not going to say get better. I'm going to say, you know, the more time you give a recruiter to establish relationships, the better they're going to be. And uh, coming in May in May doesn't do him any favors, but South Carolina staff's pretty good, you know, to kind of help facilitate that new relationship. Uh, there'll be some guys that I think Jimmy Lindsay probably would have stayed a better shot at because Jimmy Lindsay was. Uh, building the relationship with a guy for years. Uh, I think Jordan Thomas may end up being one of those, but, but I got a, a good contact told me the other day, you know, he was, he couldn't remember the kid's name. Sometimes you hear things like this. It's like, well, now that Jimmy Lindsay's gone, you know, George is in the lead and, and it wasn't, he didn't think it was Jordan Thomas, but I think now it makes sense that it's Jordan Thomas. So we'll see kind of what's going on. Uh, Beak asked, is Stone Blanton going to join the baseball team next year? I have no idea. I ask Whittle things like that. Whittle, Whittle, you know, because in, in Whittle, you have to understand the baseball team only has so many spots on the team, which is an, another crazy thing about that sport because <laughs> it's like you don't get you don't get but eleven point seven scholarships, but you can only have this many guys on the team, period, uh, including walk-ons. So he'll have to make the team. I, I think Stone 
did the right thing, getting his shoulder right, getting back, learning football a little more. I think he'll have a pretty good year this year uh, and then go from there. Kaki Doc says, J.C. or Phil, do you guys think we'll compete for an SEC championship in the near future? They keep recruiting like this, they probably have a good shot. Yeah, that's my answer, too, is that, you know, if you if you can keep this trajectory of recruiting, then you can at least assemble a team talented enough to do so, and then you've got to develop them into a championship-caliber program. And, yeah. you know, hey, I'm, the, the direction, all signs point to yes. I mean, the, the arrow's pointing up. So, well, let's hope. There's gonna be some, there'll be some bumps in the road. Hell, there may be oh, some yeah. bumps in the road this year. I mean, I'll just be honest. It's uh, a lot of times when you're building like this, and, and I, I'm not going to go back on the fact that I, I believe Shane Beamer inherited a better situation than Will Muschamp, Lou Holtz, Steve Spurrier. Maybe not Holtz from a player standpoint hmm. because Holtz did a good job of blending his guys with Brad Scott's guys and coaching Brad Scott's guys up. And once Brad Scott's guys left, they took a dip. But that happens in most most cases. With the transfer portal these days, though, I don't know if you – I don't know what to think because uh, there's no data in the portal era. It's We're in, what, the third year of it. So maybe South Carolina won't dip. and There won't be third-year dips like there used to be, you know. Um so that's, the recruiting's yeah. only one side of it now, JC, in the current landscape. I mean, you got to keep these guys now, especially if they start, if they're playing young and showing out. I mean, now you got to, you got to pay them to stay. Unfortunately, is the sad fact of where we are. <laughs> raise, raise those funds. Raise that's those right. funds. Uh, Quantrell says the cover three podcast says the Gamecocks are two great classes away from being in the blue chip ratio. I don't give a damn about the blue chip ratio anymore. Uh, it, 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 number one, I've always thought it was the most captain obvious. <laughs> oh, oh, really? Half the roster is blue chip players. Oh, all right. To, not to play for, not to do what TCU did last year, not to go to the playoff to win it all. And if you look and see the teams that have actually won it all, that's obvious. Yeah. I mean, they're all – how many upsets is there? All right, so so what, what would have been an upset? Oregon over Auburn in 2010? That almost yeah. happened. Um, close, yeah. You know, Ohio State plays Oregon in the first playoff championship game. Oregon, through the year, had played much better than Ohio. Ohio State's down to the 13 quarterback. They mauled them. Um, What would have been an upset? That Nebraska team in 01 beating Miami? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> uh, go back to Penn, all right, Penn State and Miami in 86. That was an upset, right? Ohio State, Miami in 02 was an upset Fiesta Bowl. You don't think Ohio State had more than 50% blue chip prospect? I mean, <laughs> Virginia Tech, Florida State in 99. Okay, so there you go. 17-point loss. Now, Clemson almost shot it out of the water. When they won in 2016, they only were at 52% blue chip ratio. So I just, uh, uh, it, it's, it's a captain obvious thing, but until a team wins it that doesn't have that, who not? I mean, and it's going to take a transfer portal situation where teams load up in the portal and, uh, and go from there. You know, I mean, that, that's the deal. Uh, and they're not counting transfers right now. So, 
That was my question. Are they counting them in the blue chip? These transfers. They get there. So, so I'm I'm curious to see how that holds up in the portal. Now, now look, I'm not saying signing four and five star talent isn't important, (laughs) but but the, the the stars the stars are everything. People like cling to that. Like it's uh, it's like that. What's that thing in uh, in the Lord of the Rings with his precious that little thing that my precious. Oh yeah. Oh my mm-hmm. precious. Oh, Gollum, Gollum, or what the miserable sad Gollum. thing. Yeah, Gollum. They sit there like Gollum. <laughs> my precious blue chip ratio. <laughs> and they they probably look at me when I when I go out and call me like the fat one, like Sean Austin in the movie. The fat one doesn't like the blue chip ratio. The fat one, <laughs> fat habits. <laughs> if I could be either one of those hobbits, my answer is this: neither, neither. <laughs> Because I think the, the the main one's kind of a, a fruit, you know, I don't know, a little, I don't know, just not a very, not my kind of guy. And then Sean Astin in anything, no. Except that movie with, what was the movie? Fifty First Dates? Remember oh, he was like yes, the, yeah, where he played the brother. Yeah, he was awesome in that yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> Sean Astin, he was awesome with that one. But uh, that was great. Yeah, Smeagol. Smeagol. Smeagol loves blue chip ratio, my precious. The fat one. Does one not Smeagol and his blue chip team to win? All right, we got to take a break. <laughs> we got to take a break. Oh, JC, JB steps out, and I feel like I have to talk more. So. No, that's there great. There we go. Yeah, That's Keith right. mentioned Travian's an, uh, an obvious upgrade. I don't know where the miscommunication came from. I've said that from the start, but um, yeah, I, I think, think that so uh, from he's an obvious upgrade. I mean, I, I think across the board in recruiting, <laughs> um, there are some guys though that, that probably yeah, like I said, it's all about relationships. It's gonna it'll take time to build it, but I think there are some guys that are in on all of a sudden on the D line. They wouldn't have been if it weren't for Travian and you guys watch, I'm curious to see how these guys play next year. Defensive lineman. Cause you got a lot of a potential. You got freaking, uh, uh, Boogie Tonka. Uh, you got TJ Sanders. You got Nick Barrett. You got Elijah Davis. I mean, that those are all pretty, you know, people have been waiting on these guys to be a, big-time defensive line in the SEC for a while. And so I think it'll be an upgrade. Anyway, um, all right, somebody just said something about Sean Aston. I don't want to get into right now. Okay, let's take a break. We'll be right back. Inside the Game Guys' show rolls on on a Tuesday. I don't know who you are. I don't know what you want. If you're looking for a karaoke partner, I can tell you, I can't carry a tune in a bucket. But what I do have is a very specific set of skills. Hang up now, and your IT nightmares will continue. But stay on the line, and I will find you. And when I find you, I will fix it. Um, thanks. Uh, I think I have the wrong number. I'm trying to call Matt at Heritage Digital. He has a one-price, low-cost turnkey solution for all my IT needs, and I'm sick and tired of my IT guy. So, yeah, 843-699-1001. This is 1002. Oh, 
Well, thanks anyway. Don't be taken by some IT dude that talks a big game. Give Matt at Heritage Digital a call, 843-699-1001. Golfers and wannabe golfers, former Gamecock golfer Meredith Taylor is now a full-time golf instructor in the Midlands of South Carolina. In-person golf lessons are held at the Country Club of Lexington. Half hour, hour, on course nine or 18 holes. And if you're outside of South Carolina, Meredith conducts virtual lessons. Just send in your golf swing for analysis. Gift cards are available for in-person one-hour lessons. Connect on Twitter at Mayor Taylor and find her online at McKellarEnterprises.org. Her email is on the website. Schedule your next lesson today with Meredith Taylor, former Gamecock golfer. (laughs) Hey, Gamecock fans, it's Evan Stowe from Gamecock Baseball. A couple of painters paint the show garnet and black every day and get the job done right at a fair cost. Go to LetMePaintSomething.com for information and an estimate. Go Cox. You heard Evan Stone, Gamecock fans, 10% off for military repeat customers or mention the show. Interior, exterior painting, fencing, cabinet staining, concrete painting, popcorn ceiling removal, and more. 803-522-6832. LetMePaintSomething.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. First hour of the show brought to you by Cindy Searfoss, Coldwell Banker Kane Realty Team here in the upstate. Cindy's based right out of Spartanburg. We'd be happy to take your call at 864-414-5271 for all your upstate residential real estate needs. And yeah, I mean, you know, JB's away, so the clowns will play. That's what we got now. (laughs) Speaking of clowns in my... my, um... Crazy town here. Uh, right before I went on, I started thinking about that band, Crazy Town. Uh, it's not a band. It's more of a group. All right. So I've been making fun of these guys for like years. Number one, because that their their hit song is Butterfly. It's that song that goes, come, oh, my yeah. lady. Come, come, my lady. You're my butterfly, sugar, baby. It's yeah. cheesy as F, right? And then their band's called Crazy Town. The creative juices are just flowing with these dudes, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, congratulations. Well, apparently, so I'm reading it. TMZ the other day, like or somewhere I was reading. Apparently, these guys are like hellraisers, like in real life. <laughs> like, they, and they hate each other, and they get like they they beat the crap out of each other and got arrested. They're like, oh, I mean. Uh, so, I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. <laughs> Crazy town. I know. Come my lady. And and now they're just like, they, they, <laughs> they're street fighting, you know. Are they are they a Hot. one-hit wonder? Is that, they only had one song. I, 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 I don't know. They're kind of like, they may be kind of like Toto in the sense that they, they have more of a. Had a few. <laughs> Yeah, Bill says that was Garris Gantz's walk-up song at the Sarge. Hey, I don't, number one, after looking at these guys and figuring out, like, they're pretty rough and tumble, 
number one, I'll, I'll, I'll never make fun of crazy town to their face. <laughs> Don't give them, I'll do it publicly, but not, not within walking distance. And, and then not number working. two, uh, I will never, ever say anything negative about Garris Gantz. That was one of the toughest dudes ever in the history of Carolina baseball. And they've had some tough, tough dudes. Yeah. He's up there with Morales and Smoke and the rest of them. Garris Gantz would kill somebody. So, uh, mm-hmm. so there you go. Lance, his son went to talk to him when he's camp, and it was awesome. Boogie was coaching a little man up. Those two are really good kids. I like them both. And uh, I don't know if you guys read on the bigspur.com, Hale McGranahan had a one. Hale and Whittle have been on fire with like these long form good pieces lately on the Big Spur. Uh, Whittle did that thing about Cromer uh, and then did a really nice in depth piece on Braylon Wimmer that kind of got inside his mind. Braylon's really quiet uh, during before the regional. And then lo and behold, Hale comes about with a big long form with George Wynn where he gets Shane Beamer, Will Muschamp, and everybody else under the sun on the record about it. To get Will Muschamp to comment on anything about South Carolina, I'm telling you, that's a feat. <laughs> and he did, and it was cool. But it's a great story because we don't ever talk about George Wynn. Did you guys yeah. know his nickname was Wheezy? I didn't know. Nope. So I, I, was right Wheezy. Morning, I, don't even, actually. I don't even know who Wheezy is. So I'm like the Jeffersons. His name is George. So. Yeah, Wheezy was so I don't know. Yeah. But that's uh, but that was a great article. But George Wynn talked about Tonka. Uh, that's the one player personnel evaluation he got into was Tonka, and he, he had some great things to say about Tonka. He's special. He's this. He's that. And the other. And I tend to think Tonka is he's one of those guys. It's just the right place, right time. Instinctive, makes plays, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, BRC says Wheezy is Little Wayne. Yeah, I, I read the article. <laughs> I know. Little, little Wayne, who is one of my favorite rappers, by the way. You guys didn't know I was a Little Wayne fan, did you? Yeah. I kicked around. I'm sorry. I'm not going to do a Little Wayne thing. Anyway. I'm not going to do Stay away from that one. Anyway, it was a great piece. But uh, so, so yeah, we went through all that. But he talked about Tonga anyway. And I, I think he's one of those, you know, guys, right place, right time. When they took him, I thought, I thought he's one of those kind of under underrated dudes because he, yeah, he goes Shrine Bowl Combine. He runs five one. He's two hundred and sixty five pounds because he plays baseball most of the year uh, and basketball most of the years. Three sport athlete. But I learned my lesson. I learned a lesson because Junior Hemingway, who uh, at the time Steve Spurrier Junior sort of agreed with me. He's like, oh, no big loss. Junior Hemingway ran like a four seven four eight, and he had a guy. He came out of Carolina and Michigan, and there was a guy at Conway at the time pushing all these kids to Michigan, whatever. And um, and so uh, he ran four eight. So I I ranked Junior probably the lowest four star, maybe three. I maybe dropped him to three, five a five. I was at Rivals. I think I dropped him to a five seven, and I looked foolish because he had a really good career at Michigan and got drafted because he's just a ball player. And so when Tonka came around, I was like, hey, he's a ball player. Probably don't don't bet against the Hemingway guys. Uh, and uh, sure enough, here comes Tonka Hemingway. Uh, first year, you know, he, he plays some at the end in 2020, rough year for everybody. Comes back kind of quiet in 2021 because he's moving inside. Oh, all of a sudden 2022 comes along. This dude's catching passes out of the backfield. He's recovering fumbles the first play of the game. 
Uh, he's doing all kinds of stuff. So yeah, special running, teams running monster, two point conversion. Yeah. <laughs> um, but if you if you kind of focus in on him and watch him uh, taking on things like double teams and stuff, even to kind of be a little bit of an undersized guy, he, he's pretty solid at that. And I, I think Carolina between he and Boogie, you know, and, and I, I, it's it's kind of kind of be a tough tough call for Travian because. You got some bigger dudes in TJ and Nick Barrett sitting there. You got Elijah Davis, who's kind of a, a play plug and play kind of dude. Uh, Xavier McLeod, who, by the way, uh, Keith called Keith. Uh, Keith did a good job evaluating him. I was talking to him a while back, and he's like, McLeod really is sudden and has got some special movement for a guy that size. You know, lo and behold, went back. He's absolutely right. I McLeod was an early enrollee. I think he'll get better and better and better. And play, but uh, you know, because Hemingway and Boogie are kind of similar. Do you play them both? Do you play? Do you maybe play Hemingway at end if some other ends don't work out? Do you, you know, what? How do you do it? Uh, I personally think best players on the field at all times. And if you have, to, if you just have a pair of really good athletic DNs, and that's how you got to scheme up your defensive gap. Um, it's good to have the big meat road grader in the middle, and you can rotate those guys in and out. But uh, uh, I think that's the way you got to go. And I think that's probably the way Travian will go. But I do think there's a decision to make there. Because uh, I, I think Boogie Huntley, when he's healthy, has been exceptional so far at South Carolina. Um, I, I think that it's just a matter of him missing a lot of time because he can't stay healthy. So maybe you play, maybe put that in, into account too and say, well, you know, Boogie may not play half the, half the year if he can't stay healthy. And so that's when TJ plays or whatever. So, I don't know. It says Tonka built in Ori County, home of my mother and my mother's kinfolk, the county of Ori. Your ancestral homeland. Oh, <laughs> ancestral home, Smeagol's homeland, Myrtle Beach. Oh. <laughs> Smeagol's heartbroken because the pavilion got torn down. Oh, <laughs> The fat one tore down the pavilion. Corkscrew. You remember the Myrtle Beach Pavilion? The magic attic. Nothing like it. I was so sad. Madison was gone. I said, you remember the haunted house? Yes, I do. That was one of the first haunted houses I ever went into. Because you got it was one you got to sit in and ride through it. And two stories on top of that. Mm -hmm. And it was bold too, dude. They made no bones about it. <laughs> no bones about that being a bold haunted house. But uh, <laughs> man, when I was a kid, that was like a highlight. Going there in like a place called Magic Harbor because uh, we lived in. I was born in Spartanburg, and then we lived in Myrtle. My brother was born in Myrtle, so like between two and four. It's about two years when I was a kid. Oh boy, I, I, I loved going to the rides. Um, Xavier says Shifty Shell Shock, the lead singer of Crazy Town. That's his name. What? Oh, I need to do more Crazy Town research. He's like he's a rough dude. All right, so nobody, nobody send this. If you know anybody in Crazy Town or their man, don't send them this podcast because I don't want any trouble. <laughs> Yeah, my come man my looks lady. like he's ready come for a fight. Come, my lady. <laughs> come, my lady. Come, come, my lady. Good Lord. 
How'd they write those lyrics? Who decided, bro? <laughs> I got bro, these are these are killer <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> Give me a tasty beat and let's do it. Crazy town in the house. Yeah. Hmm. Man. Shifty Man. shell shock. Man. Bro, it says a lot of memories in the magic attic. Me too, sir. Me too. Used to hang down there when I was 28 years old. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro, back when I was in my 20s, used to hang at the attic all the time. Got me a Diet Coke, boy. <laughs> nah, I wasn't there. But the guys from Crazy Town sure as hell were. <laughs> yeah, they were. In their 20s. Come on, lady. Come on, lady. <laughs> wow, all right, we're overdue for a break. Oh, look at that. Is JB back? No, I was just saying, look at the time. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just... uh, (laughs) I wasn't prepared to take over the show today. You're all over the place. Anyway, when I get back, uh, we're going to talk more (laughs) about stuff. Uh, Ryan mentions (laughs) Mother Fletcher's. Now, Mother Fletcher's was that was that legitly. You know, that was... Woo! A lot of fun at Mother Fletcher's. Ed says gay dolphin. There's a South Park episode that lampoons the gay dolphin at Myrtle Beach in general with Mr. Garrison in it. You should check it out. Uh, gay dolphin's the only place I've ever found anything with my wife's name spelled correctly on it. You know, like one of those personalized, this is a little personalized license plate that actually had her name spelled correctly, which is interesting. So shout out to the gay dolphin. Shout out. Shout out of the gate off. Hermit crabs two for a dollar, baby. Woo! That's right. Buy the tank, get one for free. Oh, yeah. Crazy town. <laughs> Let's get out of here. We'll see y'all after this break. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Pitcher Noah Hall. If you want some delicious food for your event, I suggest visiting nanasports.com today to find out what they all have to offer. It's really good southern cuisine based out of Charlotte, my hometown. I hope you guys go check it out. Go Cox and go Nanas. Are you looking to buy a new home? Kevin O'Connell with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LONMLS 1772182. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. The home of Oventon, Velotric, Magnum Bikes, and more, they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Their electric bikes are equipped with five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle so you can ride longer, handle the heat better, but still get great exercise. Bikes are available for all ages and sizes. Visit electricbikescharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant if you're in the low country. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Hey everyone, this is Jack Mahoney from Gamecock Baseball, and inside the Gamecocks, the show is teed up every day by travelingcountryclub.com. So if you all love golf, make sure you guys go check out their awesome membership options and go Cox. Welcome to travelingcountryclub.com, your modern golf club experience. 
Hey folks, this is Michael Manis, former Gamecock golfer, inviting you to play more golf with a membership to TravelingCountryClub.com. With over 40 courses across the Carolinas, our membership provides you with an affordable way to enjoy a club-like golf experience. From the mountains to the coast, we offer golf courses that will challenge all types of golfers, no matter your handicap level or level of play. Plus, we offer unique membership benefits not seen anywhere else as part of Traveling Country Club. In July, we're excited to bring you the third annual Plunder on Polly's two-day golf tournament with rounds played at Caledonia and True Blue Golf Courses in the heart of Polly's Island. Head to TravelingCountryClub.com to register for that event. And it is not exclusive to TCC members, but to become one, you can sign up and bring to life your golf game. Tee it up with Traveling Country Club, TravelingCountryClub.com, TravelingCountryClub.com, proud partners of Inside the Gamecocks, the show. This is Zachary Davis from Carolina Hoops, and you're watching the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Welcome back, everybody, to Inside the Gamecocks, the show, second hour of the show here for you. No sponsor for the second hour, so if you run a business and want to get your name out there, about 65, 7,500 people a day, hit us up in the inbox, inside the Gamecocks at gmail.com is how to get in touch with us. We'll be happy to talk to you about sponsoring one of our hours. Absolutely. What do you got on NIL here, JC? What do you got there? Ah, you know, there's some things going on, uh, as always, in that world. Um, I wanted to kind of tell everybody, uh, you know, there's a lot of misunderstanding out there about it. Um, First and foremost, both collectives need more members. I think I've made that pretty clear. Uh, I think all of you that are on the show contribute one way or the other, uh, but I pro- I need your help. Uh, please uh, I d- email Carolina rise stuff to all your Gamecock friends, uh, $10 a month, $18 a month at all. It all helps. We're trying to crowdsource some things right now that are, uh, it's like a, like a coral snake trying to swallow a watermelon in a lot of ways. <laughs> um, can't get into a bunch of it, but, uh, You'll you'll get it in time, but uh, you know I'm, I'm not begging anybody. But if it is to be, it is up to thee, uh, and that means the the legions and thousands of Gamecock fans that are loyal that that, that contribute. I, I think uh, there's been a lot of uh, feeling uh, around the program that you know. So once there was an influx of money. Uh, from boosters, and I will say the boosters at Carolina, they're not that many of them. They are doing a great job uh, of contributing to it now, uh, you know, or the Park Avenue deal uh, that, okay, everything's taken care of. It's not. And it's in a lot of it sort of uh, intertwines, if you will. Um, so I'm asking you guys, just please help me out with that. Uh, you don't have to. We still love you. Still listen to uh, the show. Um, and Craig asked, can, can they advertise Carolina Rise over the speakers in the stadium during games? Well, we'd have to pay for that. Um, the uh, other collective pays for their ads and stuff. We just, you know, with us, it's because it's tough to spend money on things like that when you, you 100% goes out the door, you know, the players and stuff like, like that. 
So yeah, it's like, what do you want to do with your finite resources? You know, it was like, well, we could give yeah. it all directly to the players, or we yeah, could. And, and look, I've, I've grown, mm-hmm. I've grown things for uh, on the internet before, membership wise. I've, you know, I've grown website, worked on networks. Uh, once upon a time, had a podcast with some members. Um, it's Carolina Rise. I mean, you know, I, I get it, but, but the thing is, it's a slow growth, and a lot of it's word of mouth, and a lot of it's like saying, hey, you know, this is what happens when you do this. And, and my thing, and I would tell this to fans of any school that I have a collective that's membership-driven. This is the first chance you have. Like, you can give money to Gamecock Club, right? You can give money for facilities, uh, you could, you could, you could, you could get one of the bricks at Williams Bryce. You know, you can have a gate named after you. This is the first time in the history of college sports where you can have a direct impact financially on how good your team is. Yeah, I mean, I mean and it, it's it's you know, and, and if enough people contribute, you know, small dollar amounts. Uh, and look, may, that may be too much for somebody. And believe me, I don't, I don't want you to to do anything that you can't afford or that is not really disposable income. Because I know times are hard. But it's the first time you guys have a chance to actually. You don't have to worry about, you know, who's coaching or, or a recruiting pitch or. I mean, those things still matter a great deal. But I, I think you believe the Gamecocks are in pretty good hands with all that stuff, facilities wise and all that. You have a chance to to directly make an impact, you know? Yeah. And so that's, uh, that's the deal there. Um, Saunders says the I, and this is another thing, the IRS potentially nuking not-for-profit status for NIL foundations is going to deter some people who can't get their charitable deduction for tax deduction. For businesses, it's somewhat moot. It's just an exchange of services that can be deducted as an operating expense. Exactly. Yeah, that's um, what- and I, I, we're not. A, a, I wasn't going to do a five hundred one c three because I didn't. I didn't know that the IRS would rule that way. I don't. I don't necessarily agree with the ruling at all. But that just gets really complicated in terms of your flexibility with what you can do. Um, you have to establish a board, uh, like a legit. You have to make be publicize everything. Um. It, you know, uh, it just wasn't for what we wanted to do. And I, I was like, I was like, too, I was like, well, this is not a charity. These players are not, you know, you're not, there's no charitable. I mean, what are, what are you doing? I go, oh, it's like, it's not like uh, Mickey's Christmas Carol where the, the mole is out there with the tin can going, penny for the poor, penny for the Gamecocks. Mr. Scrooge, would you like to give to the Gamecocks this Christmas? Ah, bah, humbug. Bah. Crunch it. Crunch it. I don't uh, understand. I mean, are they are they facilitating them doing community service projects, things like that? Uh, I mean, with the ones that is. are not-for-profit? And I know Garnet Trust, their foundation, they, the kids do. They document all of it. They all do charitable work and stuff. Um, now, we can talk in general, and this is not about Gamecock collectives. We can talk in general, big picture about: Do you want? Is it right to pay players to do charitable work? 
And that gets into kind of a slippery slope because on the surface, I would say no. But then I think about this. There's charity events that happen all over the place where celebs don't just show up to play golf or whatever for free, right? They get an appearance fee for it. And so you kind of look at it from that standpoint, eh, you kind of lean back the other way. But but I don't know what's going to happen with uh, with all that. I just – that wasn't even what I was referring to earlier. Uh, I just know I need y'all's help with Carolina Rice. I mean, I need uh, – we've got uh, enough to sustain, but there's some bigger stuff out there. Uh, those of you that know me, I'd be glad to discuss it with you privately um, for sure. Uh, but uh, that's all I want to say about that because this isn't a Carolina Rise telethon. What if it was, though, Phil? What if oh, we had a telethon? Uh, you know, that's not a bad idea. We could put that together, get a phone bank, get like, the kids the in the background here. Like, yeah, you know, like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Derek Moore, Shane Beamer back there answering phones. Ah, you know the celebrity telethon? Yeah. Uh, Somebody crazy. could get a Mayor McCheese outfit on to go in the back start answering Mayor McCheese. Tap in some of the old baseball guys, see if they got some time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Lance says the time is now. The 1801 club's awesome. I'm broke, but I still give. Hell, I pull for my latte fun. Same, Lance. Lance, you're the greatest human being in the world. <laughs> I know I know how hard it was for you to do that, buddy. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about Myrtle Beach earlier, and I just want to show you this. So Nat and I went to the beach. We were dating. It's right before I moved up here. Uh, I hadn't seen her in a long time. And so we were talking about going to Myrtle Beach for fun. And we went with a, another couple. which was, And then another couple, which was a friggin' nightmare. And I'll tell you that story here in a second. So I told her we're getting airbrushed T-shirts, right? Because you mentioned the gay dolphin. This right. airbrushed T-shirt place was right, right beside it. So here we go. Here we go. Can you see it? Is, is, is it too? There you go. Look at it like that. There, there's me <laughs> and Nat. In our, With the in, classic in, Myrtle Beach it's look. A, it's an endless summer. No, it's not, Coach. It's Myrtle Beach. Well, I don't know. It's not Dustin, Florida, for endless summer with you and Nat. No, it's not, Coach. But that, that, so check that out. We have both lost those shirts. They're no, nowhere <laughs> to be found. But uh, I'm sure that was no coincidence. <laughs> Does this look like somebody that's had less than 15 beers? <laughs> look at my eyes. No, but you actually put the shirt on. I put the over-under at 20. <laughs> I was much skinnier back then, too, man. Good God. That's so cute. Anyway. Uh, uh, yeah, so there, there we go with that. So, no, no, we went to the beach, right? So... Uh, <laughs> And look, uh, so, so, all right, so this, this couple we used to hang out with, they're, they're no longer together. And sometimes going on vacation with them was a bit of an adventure. Uh, and and that was fine. We had a wonderful time with them this time, right? But they brought another couple down, and, and they made the mistake, never do this. this. This is freaking life advice, people. So, all right, so, so never just decide – you're going to go on vacation with like one of your best friends and his girlfriend and the people you really know. Right. And then bring like, Oh, your friend from work and her boyfriend who you've never met with you. Midway down from Greenville, 
They stop at a gas station. He goes inside, and they hadn't said much. Like, well, you hadn't said much, right? And she's like, yeah, I had to admit it to him last night that I cheated on him. Well, How do you bring that kind of drama into yeah. on a vacation? I, I mean, you know, and for Nat and I, it was bad enough that we had two dogs with us, too. We had Mike Morgan's dog with us. I was dog sitting Mike Morgan's dog, and I just took him with us to Myrtle Beach. He and Red, uh, they had two dogs with us too. It was bad enough that you know this, this couple we kind of hang out with sometimes has some unnecessary drama that makes us uncomfortable. Uh, and then there's this whole different bag of drama. And the dude, he's in is in aviation business. So I thought he knew my brother. Didn't know my brother, and I'm like, well, you, there's no way you worked at Greenville Airport. So the whole thing was just friggin' shady. So we're at Broadway at the beast the last day, and I think I think we sat there Phil all day and just ate nachos and drank. It was a little overcast. Yeah. Uh, so, so it wasn't like a good day to go to the actual beach. So we're at the bar Louie there. And they get the bright idea that they're just gonna jump on because he did work luggage for an airline. That was that's what we figured out. So they're just gonna fly home. Like take the puddle hopper to Charlotte, take the puddle hopper back to GSP, just fly home. So Nat has to take their asses to the airport, gets back. It's about three o'clock. From three o'clock to ten o'clock, that was the best part of that trip possible. The next day, driving back to Atlanta with a hangover and two dogs in the car was not pleasant. Uh, Nat going on Spirit Airlines flew back to Chicago. But anyway, that's my story there. Look, just uh, don't 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 do that. Don't do that to your lifelong friends. Don't do that to yourself because you never know what kind of drama is beneath the surface. It's like recruiting. It's one of those you have things. To evaluate these people. You know, to the whole theory that you you never really know somebody until you go on vacation with them. You really yeah. want to know somebody's true self. Yeah, yeah. It all comes out when you're on vacation. Yeah. There's no doubt. Uh, JC says, uh, KFC says, maybe you can do the Twitch thing, get donations, and you can write our names on your arms or chest. <laughs> How about no? <laughs> hey, I'd do it if it brought enough enough money. You know? yeah, Craig like, says, Nat gets a DUI taken to the airport. Nah, I think Nat yeah. actually rode in the Uber. She wasn't She wasn't driving. Or, or No, no, no. I'm sorry. Wrong. I got my details mixed up. My buddy's wife or then wife was pregnant. And so mm-hmm. she couldn't drink. So she drove everybody everywhere. So that was, that was what happened there. God, my memory is a little fuzzy. It's a little bit fuzzy. Little bit. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Craig says I need a neon Miller light sign to go with it. I'm looking for, I'm, I'm actively searching for a neon Miller light sign. Hmm. Yeah, that might not. Ask me the other day what I want for Father's Day. I was like, that's a new thing, right? Never been asked that before. Uh, and I, I couldn't think of anything. I said, a Miller Lite visor that I can wear on the show. <laughs> wow. That's right. So anyway, the things right, that so you love. That's right. Enough of NIL and asking, pleading with for money. Enough of bad vacation stories. Uh, if you've had uh, a bad vacation story, though, want to share it, I'll, I'd love to hear it in the chat box, uh, the Nana's Porch award-winning chat box. Uh, we are teed up by TravelingCountryClub.com every day, built by the Barn Doe Company. By the way, I looked at those barn dominiums the other day. Man, aren't they cool? 
I've almost got Dina convinced to buy some land here and move out of suburban. We're thinking the same nightmare, and then build one of these things. Man, they they're nice. (laughs) Tell Dina move up to TR. 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 Get you some TR Berea. (laughs) You'd have to go Northern Berea. TR. TR. You could probably get decent rates in Berea for land. (laughs) We found a lot. uh, We learned a lot online down in Port Royal in the Buford area. That probably a nice looking barn dominium there. But anyway, okay. So we got to get a break uh, right here in the second hour. You're listening to Inside the Gamecocks, the show. By the way, don't forget there's a new episode that dropped last night. The late night Gamecock show with Matt Anderson is part of our platform now. So you got Inside the Gamecocks, the show, and then you got the Late Night Gamecocks show with Matt Anderson presented by Inside the Gamecocks. Uh, it's just in podcast form right now. So if you subscribe to the podcast, uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever you get your podcast from, you'll get that just by being subscribed to us. Please be nice to Matt. He's good people. I've listened to it a few times. It's pretty good stuff. Uh, just giving you some extra Gamecock content and probably more to come you know, down the stretch and all that. Lots of little surprises that we have in mind right here on Inside the Gamecocks' show. All right, break time, Phil. We'll be back uh, right here as the show rolls on. If you're in the upstate of South Carolina and are in need of residential real estate services, Cindy Bass, Searfoss of Caldwell, Banker Kane is for you. Ask her about the village at Creekside all of her listings in my hometown of Spartanburg, South Carolina, right there on Daniel Morgan Avenue, married to a lifelong Gamecock fan. And many of our listeners have already bought homes from her and been 100% satisfied with the detail and care she uses. Cindy Searfoss, 864-414-5271. Caldwell Banker Kane in the upstate for your real estate needs. Cool Joe, and when I'm not eating average jambalaya or celebrating endless summer in Destin, I like to eat pimento cheese straight off the bucket. Mmm. And the only pimento cheese I like to eat is from Nana's Porch. It's award-winning. It'll melt in your mouth. It's good on a cracker. It's good in a bowl. It's good on a piece of bread. Also, don't forget Nana's Porch has a hell of a food truck. It's award-winning as well. And they're here for all of your catering needs. So get online. Nana'sPorch.com. It's mm-mm good. Coach O signing off. Endless summer. Go Tiger. The preferred sign partner of Gamecock Athletics is Signorama Columbia, and they should be yours too. A full-service sign company that handles design, production, install, and service, Signorama Columbia has helped to bring to life the perfect vision for so many all across South Carolina. Owned and operated by proud Gamecock alumni, they can handle all types of signage, including interior and exterior, vehicle graphics, and more. Go to Signorama.com and find the West Columbia location, or call them at 803-407-9284. Bring your brand to life with Signorama Columbia and go Hey man, are you sick and tired of your business computer guy? Yes, he takes forever to call me back and doesn't always respond to the requests. Yeah, same here. I'm paying him good money. I constantly have issues and I'm worried he's not backing up my network and securing it properly. You know what, Phil? Let's ask Stone Blanton. Hey JC and Phil, if you want a solution to your IT problems, give Heritage Digital a call. Our boy Matt Odom has a low-cost, one-price solution that will get you running right. Call 843-699-1001 or heritagedigital.com and ask for Matt. He will hook you up today and tell them Stone sent you. This is Coleman from the Yard Cup.
program, you know, like Carolina Rise, I mean, I, I can't stress enough how how important it is to get involved with these with, with these programs because that goes straight to our student athletes. It goes straight to recruiting. It it helps tremendously on multiple levels. And I know that it, it's one of those things you sometimes don't necessarily get to see it or feel it right away, but you will feel it in a negative way if you're not involved on the front end. Carolina Rise has been a huge impact in our program. Um, if you don't have good players, you don't compete, bottom line. And these days, as you mentioned, the 11.7 scholarships uh, is not near enough for what baseball players deserve. We have 35 players, um, yep. only 27 of which can get scholarships. And we have 11.7 scholarships to divide up among those 27 guys. So you're you're talking about the average player on our team is paying half a scholarship or half half his way to come here. Um, it's ridiculous. It's totally ridiculous. And you know the NIL uh, market has allowed us to help kids afford to come here. It's helped kids to want to stay here. Now, there are guys on our team that would not be here probably without the NIL. And Carolina Rise has been a huge part of that. Um, you look at, we had three draft picks last year that decided to come back to South Carolina. I don't know that that happens without the NIL. We appreciate Carolina Rise very much and everybody that's helping to facilitate that and, and help our players uh, is a big part of what we're doing now and what we'll be moving forward. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show presented to you by the Barndo Co. Just talked about them. $160 a square foot is what they can start you out at building a home for some pretty, what looks to be solid and rugged construction. They've got some great plans and designs. Uh, you can actually even go on their website and just order the plans and designs from them. If you know somebody in the materials business who can get everything for you. <laughs> Bobby uh, is not live, but he said he disagreed using two, 2018 Notre Dame with the schedule debate. Clemson beat Bama by more points. Wasn't as close uh, of a game to those watching. Uh, it wasn't a close game, I agree. Uh, OU 2019 is way better. I, I, I don't think OU – I mean, Oklahoma – at some point, it's like, eh, how many times are you going to just get blown out, you know, <laughs> by some of these guys? Uh, other than 2017 Georgia, which probably wasn't even close to Georgia's best team under Kirby Smart. Uh, but no, I, I look at, go back and look at that Notre Dame schedule, though. A lot of named teams on it. But, I mean, they had to go to Virginia Tech. Well, Virginia Tech went six and six. Um, they played Florida State. They were five and seven. They played Southern Cal. They were five and seven. Uh, to me, that was a good example of brand over uh, team. But it's all good, man. That's um, 
that's kind of what college football is all about, are these fun debates uh, and all that good stuff. So Sonder talks about taxes and NIL. We'll get into that in a second. Uh, and Jamie won't be back on the show today, by the way. He's got some things, he's serious things he's got to handle. Um, okay, so to lighten the mood here, uh, I I have these. Uh, oh, average we got jambalaya. Average jambalaya stickers. It's average jambalaya. Uh, established uh, 2021, Dustin, Florida. Uh, and we got some new uh, stickers for the show. Those of you that like stickers, uh, first five people to email me inside the game, guys at gmail.com, just email me your name. Don't just email me, hey, give me stickers. Because <laughs> then I'll have to email you back and get your address and, and figure out where to send name. them. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I'll, I'll send you an average jambalaya sticker uh, and inside the game, Cox, the show sticker. Uh, and a Carolina Rise sticker so you can represent on your cooler or wherever you put your stickers. So uh, inside the game, guys, at gmail.com for Sticker Mania here on a Tuesday. Uh, Brandon says, was that before or after 15 beers at the Bowery? That picture. Bowery. Actually, that was before we went to the Bowery. That <laughs> <laughs> was after a, a morning on the beach and uh, – uh, okay, so that was all right. So what happened was, now that was the day she got there. So she flew in. So I got up in the morning and went to the pool. Of course, I had some cocktails at the pool. Then I got an Uber, went to the airport. There's a bar before security at the Myrtle Beach Airport. So I sat there for a little bit. She got off the plane. Spirit Airlines. So I was glad she made it. Press praying for her, right? Uh, and uh, and so we got in the Uber, came back, and then I think I think we had the beach for a little bit, and uh, and then that was later on in the evening, and then we actually went to the Bowery afterward. The Bowery's a good time, but they make the it's kind of like they got the, they got that custom beer there, and it's basically Bud Heavy, and I call Budweiser Bud Heavy as opposed to Bud Light, you know. Mm. Um, tastes a lot like Bud Heavy, and and I had a bad headache the next day that I had to kill with a Bloody Mary. Um, but that was that was before the Bowery. But uh, Brandon, good call on that. Um, so Saunders talks about, like, uh, Saunders attacks, man. And, you know, state schools. And, right, so, so the pros get this sometimes. The professional athletes are like, you know, they, they go, they like play in Arizona or Florida or Tennessee or a, a state without state income tax, right? And he says this will probably give states like Florida and Texas an unfair advantage. Um, you can tell recruits, we don't tax you for the nine home games, only the away games, <laughs> that kind of thing. I, I, I think that, that I think that that could come up. Uh, I think, you know, like Southern Cal. Uh, we talked about A and M in Miami the first year. All this happened. Southern Cal is probably the biggest spender now. Uh, and I'm not surprised they're in Los Angeles. They have, uh, if, if there's a school that's built for name, image, and likeness, awesomeness, it's Southern Cal. Uh, so I get it, but I also get that West Coast income taxes are insane. And you're going to be giving that 15% to Gavin Newsom uh, <laughs> to try to solve the homeless crisis out there. So 
good luck with all that. But um, no, and that's going to be that's I, one of the strongest arguments against actually making them, you know, employees, because then you're going to have those situations that are going to, you know, where the, the Florida's and Texas's and Arizona's of the world are going to be like, hey, <laughs> come on here. We don't we don't pay any and, and income tax. Still, I don't know. Uh, even in employment, because this is interesting, because at 24-7 and Rivals, we had employees all over the country. Um, and we had to do ta- we had to do taxes and insurance in, in all those states, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, would it be like the states where you go to school or the state of your residence? Because technically well, so you're a From an insurance yeah, so where- perspective, you have to, you know, it's where the company or corporation is based out of. So that's where that comes in from an income tax perspective. I think part of it is where you live. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I, I was a resident of North Carolina for half a year and South Carolina for another half a year. And I, I seem to remember having to pay, I think one of the States required me to pay taxes on both incomes, but you know, like a lesser rate than what my normal rate was. I don't know this. That's been almost, Oh Lord, I'm getting old. So over 20 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, it's in Tennessee because Tennessee does not have state income tax. And then I moved back to South Carolina while I was still working for 24 seven, and I got it taken out. Actually, that was on either side of it because originally when I joined 24 seven, South Carolina had South Carolina state, of Tennessee no income tax. Mm-hmm. Back, so it is your residence. So most of these kids, like from out of state, like their residence is still, you know, like. Kai Kroger's residence is still in Lake Forest, Illinois. Yeah. His NIL money, probably they take, what, 79%? (laughs) Jeez. It's not that. Income tax up here at what gets you. It's the, uh, it's a lot of the sales tax, gas tax, and then the property tax, it makes you want to barf. Yeah. That's the fact that you pay them all. There's no offset. You know, it's not like okay, you, know, you pay incredibly high property taxes, but hey, there's no income taxes. That's you know, because that's the you know, there's They're no property to get taxes grubby. in Tennessee, but you pay nine percent sales tax or whatever. The state, the state is the state of Illinois in the Constitution, which they probably wrote this back, you know, when Lincoln was in the Assembly or something. Uh, it says, you know, you, they capped it. It's five percent straight across the board. No more, no less. You can't. No more. Right. And they're trying to get like, oh, we need to have brackets and all this stuff so we can take even more from anybody who's got anything, right? Trying mm-hmm. to get their grubby little hands on it. But they, they, they had a referendum and it failed. And so they're, they're trying to get around the, uh, the Constitution. And when they finally do that, that'll probably be the day I'm packing up the U-Haul, getting the boys. And my wife, as they say, I would live, I'll live back in the woods, you see, with my wife and my kids and my dogs and me. Because, <laughs> no doubt. Uh uh-uh. uh. Because you know that for, for somebody who's got a nice income but not rich, I mean, you know that crap's going to be like 9, 10%. You know it is. Somebody's oh, yeah. in Your like the low six figures, low sure. six yeah. figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's going to be 9 or 10%. You know, yeah. He says Chicago taxes you to tax the tax of your tax. There's no doubt. Uh, you, if you want a bag, you go to a store in downtown Chicago, you want a, or anywhere in Cook County. Three cents for the bag. Wow. Gonna destroy the <laughs> earth with a bag. I mean, I'm like, for a bag? I mean, not, not, not just a plate. 
Not just the plastic bags either. I get the plastic bags. Okay, they're not as biodegradable, whatever. You got these nice recyclable brown paper bags. Good. Nah, the bags in general. Just a bag. We're going to do a three cents bag tax on the beef sandwich here now. And I'm like, oh, three cents, but it adds up because everybody's got to have a bag. You know, everybody's walking around Chicago. How are you going to go to the store? And I mean, I guess you could get one of like a, a shopping. You go to the store, you have six items. You're not carrying that crap six blocks. Right. So anyway, no. that, that's just kind of crazy. So uh, um, anyway, Bink says, oh, they're telling personal stories. I don't know about that. <laughs> well, we'll get into that. So um, anyway. So that's uh, that's the deal there with tax and, and all that. But it, it is going to be interesting to see what happens ultimately, I think, with the the nonprofit collectives um, and uh, not just Garner Trust Foundation. Because, like I said, I I know a lot about what those guys do and they do it. That it's basically as function as it's intended to. Now, is it that way at other schools? I heard that one school started a collective. Got approved somehow for a 501c3 nonprofit. <laughs> Didn't do any charity work. Wow. Raised $3 million. <laughs> Paid it all out. And now they're kind of up, up Poop's Creek with that. Jeez. I'm like, who is advising you on these things? Did you did you not? I mean, what did you do? Is that the school like, created? No, 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 no. It was, oh, it was, it was I, all I of it. Yeah. I'm like, oh my god! No, no, no. It, it's it's at a, another school. I'm like, yeah. would you just get on legal zoom and apply for a 501c3? And uh, <laughs> I mean, what? How did that? How, number one, how they? Who, who? What deadhead at the IRS is like checking these things? Going, all right, we have sales legit <laughs> approved, and then. <laughs> What what made you think you were going to get away with this? You know, and uh, they did. They restructured. And you don't hear much about it, but it. I thought that was hilarious. I mean, I was like, wow. I just can't um, can't deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Aldi? Are y'all talking about Aldi or Lidl? Yeah, I never went to Lidl. I'm an Aldi guy, but yeah, they like don't Aldi. they don't give me bags either. You know, no. you buy the plastic ones. I've got a bunch of. When I take my the Carolina Rise stuff, I have to mail off T-shirts, stuff like that, to the store or to the post office. I use a big Aldi bag. So anyway, yeah, I thought that was hilarious. It's like, what made you think this was gonna? Happen? I mean, that was that's as crazy as the Gator Collective going thirteen million. Woo, go Gators! Yeah, woo, let's go. <laughs> Don't worry, we'll get it. Huh? Yeah. Huh? What? It's a Colorado. All of a sudden, kid goes to enroll. Nobody. On. <laughs> Nobody's picking up the phone for that dude at all. He's just like, hey, man, uh, 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 sorry, I can't hear you. Answer the phone like you don't speak English. Yeah. Pablo, honey. Pablo, honey. Went to Florida. Anyway, inside the gamecocks at gmail.com. If you want an average jambalaya sticker, First five, I will get that out to you. We're we're not quite at five yet, so we still got that there. Jamie had to step away today. Tomorrow we have the great Mike Morgan uh, from the JC and Morgan podcast, SEC Network, um, ESPN. <laughs> I forget that. Uh, uh, calls yeah, NFL games for Compass on the radio. 
uh, used to work for Fox. Uh, he's been all over my very good friend and uh, partner on the JC Morgan podcast. He'll join us tomorrow, break some things down, talk about uh, the College World Series a little bit, probably talk a little football, even talk football, get into football. Want to get his take on this eight or nine game schedule thing. And those of you that listen to the JC Morgan podcast, you're probably going to hear the same take just broader <laughs> if we get an episode up this week. I don't know. We, we've been on a roll with that. We've had uh, we had Brian Baldinger, who actually played for Steve Spurrier at Duke, so go check out that on J.C. and Morgan. We had Ryan Leaf, who had some very, very interesting and blunt things to say about Mike Price getting fired from Alabama. Kind of make your head spin a little bit. So uh, that, yeah, that was a Tom great Lugan interview, Bill, by the way. That was a yeah, good one. Ryan, <laughs> Ryan Leaf was a good one. Uh, so we, we've been interview heavy, but uh, certainly we love Mike. I can't wait to get him in. Uh, also, I'll be on the Spurs Up show after this. It's on Tuesday now. And Chris joins us, on, of course, each and every Thursday. So that'll be uh, a little housekeeping uh, right there. So, all right, we're going to take a break. When we get back, um, Bink wants to do a fiver dimer with Mike on this show. Haven't seen see, it's like, you know, National Bourbon Day tomorrow, so I'll just sit here and, you know, sip makers and talk movies with Mike. <laughs> Mike, uh, Mike and I got uh, interested. We didn't agree on any given Sunday, that movie. It, oh. it, was, it, it wasn't a controversial uh, uh, disagreement, but we did disagree on any given Sunday. So um, I will say one of the movies I want to hit him with, is uh, on the next five of dumbers raising Arizona. That's my next one. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that. Yeah. Craig says Leaf and McElroy interviews were phenomenal. Yeah. Both mm-hmm. of them were really good. So very proud of that. And that's something you can go listen to too. It's not, you can fast forward the stuff with me and Mike until you get the movie segment. Uh, that's, that's not timely anymore. And the interviews are really kind of evergreen. So you can sort of uh, listen to them there. Final break time, Phil. Yes, sir. Let's hit it. All right. We're going to teleport out of the Siderama Studios for our final break of the Tuesday episode of Inside the Gamecast, the show. Don't forget, you can always get it on uh, iTunes, uh, Google Play, uh, Spotify, whatever. If you're on Apple, please go rate us five stars. You don't have to write a review. Uh, Some people write nasty reviews. And then that makes JC not happy. And I address it on the show. And make fun of people that <laughs> leave them. <laughs> but anyway, rate us five stars. That helps our visibility on that end of it. Uh, also, don't forget inside the gamecocks.com where you can get t shirts, all that good stuff. Uh, also, Carolina Rise gear. Uh, and it all kind of goes back, helps show, helps Carolina Rise. Anything we sell, part of it goes to Carolina Rise. Uh, the Carolina Rise stuff, 100% goes to Carolina Rise. So, anyway, inside the gamecocks.com for all that. We'll be back after these messages. Electric Bikes of Charleston offers the most fun you'll ever have on two wheels. Magnum, Velotric, Aventon Bikes, and more. And they sell to consumers all across the state and offer outstanding warranties and service after the sale. Five levels of pedal assist plus a throttle help you handle the southern heat better but still get great exercise. Bikes are available all ages and sizes. ElectricBikesCharleston.com or stop into their store in Mount Pleasant. Electric Bikes of Charleston, powering inside the Gamecocks, the show. Electric Bikes are Charleston! 
with Union Home Mortgage is a local mortgage expert and Gamecocks fan servicing North and South Carolina. Whether you're buying a home, building your dream home with new construction, or turning your equity into cash, UHM's world-class service will ensure you find the perfect mortgage to achieve your home ownership goals. Call Kevin at 803-906-0244 or visit UHM.com today. Union Home Mortgage is an equal housing lender. NMLS 2229 LO. NMLS 1772182. Welcome home. That's what the Gamecocks say. And so does the Barndo Company, where they can build your dream home starting as low as $160 per square foot. If you live in the Carolinas, Georgia, or Tennessee, their turnkey process takes just four to six months on average and can be custom designed by size and details. Make your dream a reality. Visit the that's thebarndominiumco.com. The Barn Doe Company. Gamecock owned and operated. What's up, Gamecock fans? This is Ethan Petrie from Land Lakes, Florida. And you are listening to the show with JB, JC, and Phil. Go Cox. Monty drive to left. Morgan looks up and it is gone. Yo, two is sent to center. And this one is going to be long gone. Shot the opposite field from Casas, and it's gone. 2-0. That's driven deep to left. Langford looks up, and it's gone. Welcome back, everybody, inside the Gamecocks, the show. Yeah, I forgot that last break is a little weird because uh, it works a little differently than the first four do. So I forgot to mute myself before I ran down the stairs because I had to use the restroom. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, I got to mute. I got to unmute you too, JB, JC. <laughs> Wireless mic. Wireless mic. Uh, right, yeah. talks about the, the Jay Billis interview on JC and Morgan. Was that a, wasn't my favorite because I don't know, man. I felt a little weird with that one. Of course, <laughs> I don't think I said anything. I was a Jay. I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't know. Uh, he was in his car. It's always awkward when yeah. people are, unless I know you really well and you're a guest and you're in your car, I always feel like I'm. Bothering you or something. Xavier says they pay eight cents per bag in the great state of Washington. So you could have it a lot worse. <laughs> it could be worse. <laughs> That's a nickel morning in Illinois. What are y'all doing out there? Golly. Yeah, man. Gosh. And it's not everywhere in Illinois. It's just uh, Crook County. Or, I'm sorry, Crook Cook County. County. <laughs> I call it Crook County. <laughs> it's crazy because it's like Chicago's always been like a machine politics place. We all know that. Oh, a little yeah. corruption here and there. But now, like, for lack of a better term, the woke have taken over the machine. <laughs> the woke have taken over. What what a sentence. 
The woke have taken the machine over. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> if even if you're a liberal Democrat, you're like, I got to get the hell out of here. You know? <laughs> wow. I know. So anyway, uh, he's like uh, Contrell says. I remember the interview. I was secretly wanting to argue back and forth with Jay about NIL, uh, but I don't know why. You didn't. Yeah, I, I just – a guy like that, you're not going to change his mind. Uh, I, my In my mind, I was like, I'm just going to – you know, our, our listeners get different opinions on different things, and it's not going to – I mean, I'm not – I'm not George Stephanopoulos or Chuck Todd. You know, it's not my job to press anybody on anything. Yeah, I'm a sports yeah. guy. Not going for that gotcha, you know. <laughs> I have too. I, I have too many debates with my members on thebigspur.com, oh and I do that because I feel, in a lot of ways, that's what they pay me for—to <laughs> argue, engagement. So, some of them want to, yeah, engage. I have too many debates to sit there and try to get in a debate with Jay Billis. Um, and it's crazy, man, because one time this poor this lady, uh, Lisa. Anyway, Lisa, she was, uh, I got to know her when I was working for ESPN and I did the, the, the box in Columbia with Corey Miller. Um, and, uh, she wrote something about South Carolina that was just clueless, uh, about how Steve Spurrier pulled scholarships and put kids in military academies. Basically what it was, was kids didn't qualify like Lottie Azerboy, Kim Auguste, uh, those guys didn't qualify. Clifton Gathers, they didn't qualify. So that staff, at the time, you could put them in prep school for a year and get them back, whereas JUCO would be two years. So prep school is a pretty good deal. And they are technically military schools, Fork Union and Hargrave. In Virginia were the two most popular ones. So there was moral outrage to this lady, Lisa, about it. And, man, I came after her and tattooed her like there was no tomorrow. Mm. And she started crying. Oh, no. And so then we followed up later, and she ended up being a dear and nice friend of mine uh, that kind of worked with Fox when I worked with ESPN. Unfortunately, her husband passed away recently. I sent flowers and stuff. Just a lifelong uh, professional acquaintance slash friend. Um, I learned my lesson on that. Like, you know, th- th- these people may be right dumb crap. But they're still people, you know. That's right. And she misunderstood the whole thing and didn't get it, and was just trying to. I mean, you know, so I felt bad about that. So I'm, I'm, I'm not, and that's why. And, and but look, guys, here, here's the deal: I don't call myself a journalist anymore. Uh, I don't. I despise the term. Um, I think the journalists we have on our show as guests and on Mike's show, the show with Mike. Uh, we don't we don't let non professional journalists come on, but I think those guys are all in the minority. Um, I, I think by, by and large that profession is full of just people that don't that, that that don't report facts anymore. They push narratives, you know, and and I I feel like sometimes you know because I'm sort of opinionated, I'm pushing a narrative, and I'm like oh, I'm not a journalist, I'm a narrative pusher and an entertainer. 
and an all-around good guy. But, uh, you know, I just uh, – I felt that at that moment, I was like, yeah, you need to back off a little bit. So, Craig or no, Anthony Rose hasn't landed anywhere. I don't – I need to check on that because, like, the plan for uh, the other guys is, is to go to JUCO and possibly come back to South Carolina. If they get clear, they may not. Uh, but that's why they're going to JUCO. I don't know what the plan is for Rose right now. I hope so, because I like that kid a lot. He's overcome a lot in his life. Um, Anthony Rose needs college football more than college football needs Anthony Rose. And college football needs Anthony Rose because he's a hell of a player. But um, I, I just hope he lands somewhere and, and all that. Quattro says you're not trying to create a Jim Rome versus Jim Everett situation now. <laughs> My God. I, and I don't even – I bet Jim Rome someday sits there and goes, why did I do that? Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, all right. He talks like this. He's like, "All right, peeps, let me ask you this. So, so why did I do it? Why did I call him Chris? Well, let me. I don't know. I don't do a good Jim Rome. He did say the funniest thing one time about kickers in the NFL having a fondue. <laughs> He's like, you're sitting there with a heat lamp and a little cheese. Oh yeah, that's great. What are the guys in the locker room going to say about that? The fondue. <laughs> What's up, clones? I used to enjoy listening to him. He's still pretty good. I never considered him a journalist, though. So people aren't journal. I mean, you know, there, there are no, journalism is a dying breed. That's why I was so happy to read Whittle's piece and Hale's piece on the Big Spur this week. Those guys, that's journalism. That's interesting stories, interviewing people, it's getting multiple sources, it's reporting facts. It's profiling individuals that are interesting uh, and not pushing a narrative about them. Well, anyway, I don't want to get off on that. So I, I could literally have a two hour show a day, Phil, on that type of stuff. No, uh, Ed asked his tombstone yeah. a fiver or dimer. Oh, that's well past a dimer for me. Up in, you know, Jackson territory. <laughs> trying to think, you know, what, what's, what's bigger Franklin's. than that? Yeah. Yeah. Multiple I mean, Mike, yeah, that one's probably pushing Franklin. Cause that was one of the movies that we'd watch all the time as kids. <laughs> Never seen it. Never seen tombstone. Really? Man, that's worth it. Yeah, you got to check. It was only the other day. And that was like, come watch it. I'm like, is it at the start? Because I haven't seen it first to start. To yeah. Yeah, you don't want to jump in in the middle. I mean, you still enjoy it, but you know, you got to, there's character development, you know, and all kind of stuff. Yeah, but no, nah, man, you got to check that one out. I can't believe you've never seen Tombstone, man. That's crazy. <laughs> man, I hadn't seen Roadhouse until like a year ago. What? <laughs> wow. Man. Oh, yeah, that was a big, I'm like, oh my God. Yeah, everybody's going to give me crap about this now. Yeah, Tombstone. No tombstone. That's right. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, send all your eyes. I've quoted it before. I feel like a loser now because I've quoted it before to people. Like, yeah, no, you can't do your quote a movie you haven't seen, man. Come on, really? I know. <laughs> That's terrible. That's terrible. No, you definitely got to check that one out. It's a good. One. Oh man, all star so, cast too, man. You can't get around. That. I know. I'm just. I'm, I shouldn't have admitted that. Nope. <laughs> so today, JC admits he's not a journalist. He had 15 beers before he went to the Bowery, and he has never seen Tombstone. That's right. Loser. 
<laughs> Have our audience gone. Yeah, that's right. Meredith just texted me. She's not advertising anymore. I don't want to do the guest line. Loser. <laughs> oh, Nat just broke up with me too. Oh, that's what right. a day. You gotta go see it. You gotta you gotta, you gotta the IRS is shutting down smell. Carolina Rice. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Chris R just bought the big spur. Chris R. Let's <laughs> <laughs> the, the crappiest things that could have possibly happened. I'm just kidding about all that. I, I mean, mm-hmm. hope you guys know. Hope you guys know. Anyway, um, the welcome homes this week so far pretty good. I I I, I will say this one like the third one. Probably not who you guys think. And I'll leave it at that. I may have said that earlier, but for those that are just now tuning in, it's probably not who you guys think. I think the obviously the first one, you know, it's the punter. The second one, many of you are very close to guessing it correctly. The third one, probably not who you guys think. Hmm. And that's all I got to say about that. I do think you'll be pretty happy uh, if if it ends up coming to fruition. But keep in mind, there's only been like, has there been a welcome home that did not actually happen, Phil? It looked or, like it was, was the, going or, to be last year, but then yeah, we were it holding was out finally revealed. Yeah, that Xavier McLeod was like that one mysterious one uh, uh, that have never come to fruition. I don't think so. I'm pretty sure every welcome home has signed. Yeah. Oh, yeah, whoa, whoa, the- whoa. Now, or, wait a minute. There's been guys that have flipped. Yeah, like, okay, so they you think commi- what, Jay Sean Barham situation? Yeah, and, and then yeah. Mike, Mike Williams. Mike Williams, yeah. But the guy, or, or, or whatever his name is from Cincinnati, that flipped. Uh, but, uh, okay, so let me think. There have been flips, but there's not been one that never went public, I don't yeah. think. Yeah. Right? They've all yeah, that's, that's a better public. way of saying it, yeah, because some people flip. have not signed, yeah, but, yeah, that have flipped. But they, but. Yeah, they ultimately don't sign, but there's been a, yeah, but there's been no, like, missing welcome homes. Yeah, and yeah, a lot of people, I, I never, it was easy to think Xavier McLeod was not going to come last year because of yeah. kind of his social media and stuff. Uh, at some other schools getting fired up about getting them or whatever. But, uh, yeah, he, he came through at the end. Mm-hmm. That's kind of crazy. But, uh, yeah, so it's uh, it's one of those things. So you can probably you, – you can expect it to go public. But uh, we'll see. We'll see sort of uh, sort of what happens with that. I, I do think – like I said, I'll give, you, I'll give you a little clue. It's not who you think it is. And I know mm-hmm. most of you. I know most of your minds – now you think I can read them? Just get I can read your mind. I can read your right. mind, but uh, because you put it out board all the time, so it's not like it's a secret. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'll be happy, and it's not even. And and if I were on your side, I would say that's a good thing because I still think that who you think it is, they're still getting. So it's like a bonus. 
No, bonus like, pickup. It's like you you expect the tasty hamburger steak for lunch, and then you know you don't know about dinner. Well, then you get the uh, the fillet for lunch, and you still have the tasty hamburger steak for dinner. Or you can flip those if you'd like. Out of time. I like. That. Uh, just uh, yeah. So we'll we'll be back tomorrow. Hopefully, JB will be back tomorrow. But uh, yeah. Hopefully if not, we'll keep it rolling out. right here. Oh. Had a good time today, Phil. It was and, fun. Uh, it was a fun day today. Uh, thanks to all in the chat box that participated. You guys, like I said, I wasn't planning on hosting today, but you guys kind of keep me going and rocking and rolling with all that. We'll be back tomorrow. Mike Morgan is a guest tomorrow. Chris Phillips on Thursday. Got some other guests lined up as we go into what used to be the dead period, but now with uh, recruiting all month, uh, July is sort of that. By the way, no shows July 4th week. Not going to do any shows. I'm going to be on vacation. Jamie's going to be on vacation. Phil's going to be on vacation. Or something. So anyway, just want to let you guys know. Housekeeping. This has been Inside the Game Costume Show for Jamie Bradford, Phil Mullinax. This is J.C. Sherbert signing off. Have a happy Tuesday, everyone. Wish me luck at Bingo tonight. <laughs>